Jesus for your mercy and your kindness. Thank you for the grace you have supplied today to be here again, to receive from you, to, to take life. Father, we say we are exalted in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray that you would come to us again today in the name of Jesus. Lord, is our heart desire to receive from you. It's our heart desire to receive life in abundance. It's our heart desire to receive all that you have for us. We say, we say that you have mercy on us, Father, in the name of Jesus. Though we are asking for mercy, we are asking for abundant mercy. Lord, that there will be enough mercy supplied today for life in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that life will flow in Jesus' name. We pray that you will give spirit today in the name of Jesus. We pray that you will cause us to be blessed, that we will receive blessing in abundance in the name of Jesus. We will receive blessing in much abundance in the name of Jesus. Blessing of life, blessing of spirit, blessing, abundant blessing. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you have answered our prayers. Father, as we go into the world, we ask for breath of your spirit. Father, we ask that you will bless us. And we come under you and we come under your spirit afresh today. Lord, let your life flow. Let, let your word come forth with life in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray, Lord, that our spirit will come under you. We know that, Father, we don't know the way. You do. We ask, Lord, that by your mercy this morning, you will cause us to come under your spirit to drink out of your water that is flowing freely. We ask, Father, that, Lord, you will grant us access into the flow of the river of life this morning. Amen. That life would flow Amen. in abundance. Amen. In the name of Jesus. That life will be supplied Amen. in abundance. Amen. In the name of Jesus. For I pray, Lord, that you would take over our mind, spirit and body. Father, we, we ask, Lord, as we go into the world, I ask that you would take over me. Take over my spirit, soul. I come under you afresh. I submit my vessel to you. Lord, let life flow. In the name of Jesus. Let life flow. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for your spirit this morning. Let it come and bless us immensely. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. Thank you, Lord, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Um, I welcome us this morning. Can we just take a moment to say hi to, to a neighbor here, right here? Amen. It's a, it's a great blessing to see us here again this morning. Amen. Amen. Say, I'm happy to see you. I'm happy to see your beautiful face. And I'm uh, excited that you are here. Amen. Amen. Yes, we thank God for, for his grace and that which he has done for us to be here again. Amen. Isn't it wonderful to be in the presence of the Lord? I mean, already I'm already blessed by just this last few minutes. And uh, I trust God that God would continue to bless us. Amen. Um, I want us to, I guess we can go straight into the word. Um, but before we do, I'm just trusting the Lord for the direction this morning. I mean, inside me, I feel that there's something there, but it's not fountaining. It's not clear yet, but we'll see. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, before we continue, I wanted to ask if, I wanted to ask if um, we have the, have we been blessed so far? One of one of one of my greatest. Uh, I know you have to leave very soon, so I'll try and I'll try and start before you. Amen. So, um, do we have any questions so far regarding the teaching? Amen. Amen. Have 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 we, have we been blessed so far? Do we have any? Uh, any question regarding the teachings or maybe in the past few weeks, maybe last Saturday? Uh, any questions so far? No question? Okay. I guess I guess last week was pretty was pretty clear, yeah? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, I'll try my best to to speed up a little bit today, but I'll just follow the spirit. Amen. Um, yesterday, sorry, last week, uh, I believe Saturday, I felt like last week was more of a, uh, how do I put it, was more of a preaching. Little, little, I think it's, it's a mixture of preaching and teaching, I think, if I would say, right? So, and you know, there's a way preaching flow, you know, it just, just flow like that. But, Right. I just hope uh, we got the the import from that. Amen. Amen. And I think on Tuesday we started talking about um, hearing, right, hearing the word. And I think on Tuesday, I was I was feeling for us. You know, <laughs> I don't I don't know many of us. You know, on Tuesday I was feeling for us. Like, ah, I hope because I know I was. I first of all asked a question, and then I started talking about hearing. <laughs> and you could feel like maybe you, maybe you feel maybe yeah, I didn't answer. Maybe that's why that word came. No, I was just talking generally. On, on things, right? They were just flowing, because right? I and, I and I think I wanted to point it out, also that um, when you pay attention to your spirit, right, things will flow. That, that's where things stay, and that's where things will flow from. Right? So maybe when I say give you a recap, I'm, the first thing you're trying to do is not see what has entered your spirit, but you're trying to quickly. I mean, it's good. To, you can you can try to remember what was said, right? 
but what's more important is what is inside you, right? Because, I mean, you can say what was said. It's possible to repeat it, right? But yeah. the, the life of it is not really inside, right? But I'm, I'm hope that what I was hoping is that we flow from that life that is within us concerning what we have, what we have heard. Amen. And I believe the Lord is, is great and merciful to us. Um, I want us to open, I know we've been talking about the kingdom, right? Uh, and I think on, I think two Tuesdays ago, I don't know what I'm going to do about that. Uh, I know there's a turn that came about time. I know, you know we're talking about ending time, right? And of course, there have been some teachings, I, I, I believe, in Ottawa as well, regarding the season of the coming of the Lord, which, was, which is a great blessing, right? Just listening and it was, was a great blessing, right? And so far, so good. I think what, what, what's in my heart generally is, the, is concerning the, the seriousness of the time that we are in, right? Because it looks more like business as usual, but it's not, right? Now, because for us here that we're hearing the word, right, we might think maybe because now that we're even talking about entrance into the kingdom, ah, some people have gone far, you might think it's not, ah, no, I really want to be, because you might be thinking maybe you, you are, or, or thinking you are, too, you are low and things like that, but that's not where thoughts should flow from. The thing is, wherever you are, taking your place in that, in that place is very important. Wherever you are, I'm not going to say you are not in the kingdom. You are in the kingdom. That's right. It's, the importance is taking your place wherever you are, right? And don't, don't, don't um, be discouraged concerning wherever you might be, right? Or maybe because they are, because again, the you might be hearing the teaching maybe of everlasting life, but you are hearing, but you don't know what you are hearing, how it connects even to the everlasting life you are hearing. And you don't know what the Lord is doing by telling you these things. So the wisdom of the Lord, right? And the Lord, one thing is that the Lord has everybody in mind. Right? For example now, if the Lord is talking about everlasting life and we move into a new place that they don't even know what it means to what the kingdom is or what faith is towards God, what do you expect them to learn? Right? So Sometimes it's just the season that the Lord is bringing over us. What I want us to pay attention to is just the season over us. Whatever you are learning, pay attention to. Just keep doing it as you're doing it. Just keep growing from there. Don't, don't be comparing things that you don't have the wisdom to compare. Do you understand? In the sense that you know that you need to grow unto eternal life. But don't, don't now set a standard that you don't have the wisdom. What I mean by that is that you are not the one that set it. Right? All these things that we are learning, they are spiritual things. Right? So because they are spiritual things, leave it to the Lord to tell where you are, to move you where you need to be. Right? You should just keep having that posture of changing and growing. Be particular 
about your spiritual growth, right? So that that would, that would remove all the bad, bad feeling and all that. Just, just follow what the Lord is doing inside of you, right? Leave the rest for the Lord to worry about. Amen. Amen. And this does not remove your own seriousness about your good in any way, shape, or form. It's just saying that where you begin to compare yourself with standards that you didn't create, leave it. Let the Lord, but wherever the, wherever the Spirit is pointing out things to you, be diligent in working on them, right? Wherever, why? Because it's the Lord that will be, the, one, the things you found out that you were not supposed to be doing, how did you get there? Did you get there by your own wisdom? If you didn't get there by your own wisdom, then trust the wisdom that brought you to see it, to also lead you to overcome, right? It's because the Lord, because sometimes when you discover, you begin to think maybe it's just you that discovered it. Ah, I must change. And when you're not in seeing change, you start killing yourself. Calm down. Did you, did you show yourself? No. The part you were walking in before, did you know anything about it? No. So it's like, well, it seems to forget that sense that this thing is all, is a, is a messy walk. It's a messy journey. Right? So that will remove all the guilt trip, all the, just keep journeying. Right? Keep soaring in the spirit. What you should be doing is just enjoying God and keep growing wherever. wherever. And, and, and one thing to note is that wherever, if, and, and here's the thing, what the Lord, right, the standard the Lord has set for you is today, not tomorrow. Because most of the time our worry comes from tomorrow. I have not, I have not, I have not, when we lie. Those are tomorrow problems. Today, say sufficient for the day is the evil thereof. Do you understand? And sufficient for the day simply means that while it is today, what the Lord points out to you to address today, address it. When you wake up to tomorrow, but well that's tomorrow, when you wake up the next day, what the Lord brings to you, address it. Why? Because the answer is in the day. The sufficient thereof is the evil. It's the evil of the day. Thereof. Right? Meaning that you have enough to, to deal with in today, in today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Worry about today. What you can get today, get it. Right? Why? Because if tomorrow does not come, the Lord is not going to prorate. No, like insurance, you know, they can prorate your rate. They can, the Lord is not going to prorate. It's what you have today. Do you understand? So meaning that worrying about tomorrow is pointless and useless. Now just worry about, not, I'm not saying you should worry, please. I just use the word worry, but don't worry. Fret, worry for nothing. That's what the scripture says, right? Take note of today. If you have that posture, right, you realize that all the pressure comes down. Yeah. Not too many, not too many. Ah, I'm not, where will I? Okay, okay, I don't have this. Okay, so today, today, just today. What has the Lord told you today to do? Okay, this one. Okay, focus on that. Right? And you realize that what the Lord has told you today would also link to what he has told you yesterday. 
two days ago. But they are talking to you up until today, right? Even if the Lord has been speaking to you about many, many things in the past that you have not changed, the, what the Lord is asking you is to change today, not tomorrow. Do you understand? When you move into worrying, you now start, I have not been changing. Ha, when will I ever get there? You have already moved from the today focus. So if you hear his voice today, adding not your heart. <laughs> they didn't say if you hear this. What is that scripture? Hebrew. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like this. But I don't think I will be able to preach just talking about this for one hour. Amen. So, but I just felt I should, I think it's just me encouraging us, right? It's the Lord, uh, it's Hebrews chapter 4, right? Oh, sorry, 3. Say, say, while it is said today, if you will hear his voice, adding not your heart, as in the day, as in the provocation, right? For some, when they heard, did provoke. How be it? Not all that came out of Egypt by Moses, right? But well, it was good 40 years. But the, what I'm talking about, the sense I'm coming from here is this scripture that's talking about, so while it is said, you see, while it is said, today, today, if you will hear his voice, adding not your heart. You see? So this is the, this is the focus of Our heart, that, that is how we should be positioned. While it is said today, right? And then you see, it says that take no thought for tomorrow. For the, for the morrow will take care of itself, right? Sufficient thereof is the evil of the day. So when they are telling you, take no thought of tomorrow, it means that do not, they, they, can you just take the scripture for that? So we are not. So they are not talking about you not planning, right? For maybe you have to have an appointment and all that. That's what they are talking about. They are talking about this thing is about your soul, right? Things, worries tied to your soul. Again, talked about this too in uh, uh, in uh, growing growing up spiritually. You mentioned it too, right? Talking about not worrying. <laughs> Do not worry. Fret not. Take no thought for the tomorrow. So that what they're talking about is worry. Now, anything that is worry, when you begin to worry about something, we all worry once in a while, right? When you begin to worry, there's a scripture to help yourself. Is take no thought for the tomorrow. <laughs> Remove the worry. Focus on what you need. You know, you might want to do something, and all you do is be worrying about it. When you are doing that, you're actually getting nothing done. Right? Remove the worry. Look at what you need to do. I'm worried. Because when you worry, that actually takes your focus away from the real thing. It's almost like a veil. It's a blind guy that just happens. Right? So remove, take, change, change your position spiritually. Don't worry. Focus, right, on what needs to be done. Okay? So don't worry for take as it is said today. Today, focus on today. Oh, you made a mistake today. Okay, address it. 
you made you 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 did something wrong today. Okay, address today. Even though maybe the Lord has been telling you five years ago, that one today is an opportunity to overcome. So focus on today. Amen. Amen. Are we blessed so far? Yes, all right, all right. So I just uh, thought I should, you know, talk to us about that, and also talking about uh, one of the one of the one of the one of the one of the, the no, I want to use the word what one of the things that bothers me is hopefully that we are actually being blessed by the things we are hearing. That hopefully is blessing us. I didn't know that this is what it is to be preaching. I can tell you 100% that if I had known, I don't know if I would have liked preaching. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. I don't know because people think ministering is us coming to have, having one awesome way of talking, but sorry. Souls we are, we are dealing with. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, can we go to Matthew chapter 7? Uh, actually, okay, we'll read Matthew 7, then we'll read John 3, and then we'll go from there. I'm trusting that the Lord will just lead us somehow. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So I'll read uh, Matthew 7, then I'll read verse 13. It's Matthew 7, 13. Um, it says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Amen. So this is talking about the, the gate of the kingdom. Then let's go to John 3. Those are the scriptures we've been reading. Mm. Right? Okay. Verse 3. So Jesus answered and said unto him, Very, very, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He said, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Right? It's clear that they're talking about the, the manner of entrance into the kingdom here. Right? And in John, uh, sorry, Matthew 7, they told us about the gate of the kingdom. Right? And one, one, of the thing, one of the two things, sorry, one of the things we can see about this is that there is a bet process concerning entrance into the kingdom. Right? Right? There's a bet process. And that bet process is, like I mentioned, is a conversion. Right? Praise the Lord. So, 
I think that's where I'm coming from, and I, I think I focused on for some time. Then on Tuesday, I think I was okay. Yeah, I was talking about Tuesday, right? To Tuesday, the Lord, when the Lord was talking about time, right? The Lord, one of the tongue that came is end it, end the time, right? Praise the Lord. And um, initially, when that came, I didn't, I, I don't, I didn't know what that meant. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You are welcome. Amen. Amen. So initially, I didn't know what that meant, right? Because you know, it seems it seems straightforward, but me, I know that what that thing is saying is totally different. And when I say different, in the sense that it almost felt like a prophecy, right? Almost like a prophecy of the season and of the time that we are in. That's how it came. And it almost, it's almost like it's, it's an interjection. Now, thinking about it, it's almost like an interjection to, the, to what, we've been, what we are doing in the sense that we're talking about entrance and we're talking about end time, right? So when that happened, I was like, ah, end time? What about end time here? Right, so one thing I know is that there's a season upon us that is concerning the time that we are in, right? And is this, that time that we are in is a sense that we all should have, right? Concerning what we are doing, concerning what we are hearing, right? We know that is the Lord. See, all of us gathering here, sitting down, hearing the word, right? It may seem simple, like we just want to hear the word, we just want to preach the word. Uh, okay, we were blessed, we'll go. Become a cycle. But what the Lord is doing is much more than that. Right? There's actually, there's, you know, most of the time, we don't, we, we, we see ourselves, but what the Lord is doing globally is not something that we pay too much attention to. Right? But it's intertwined. I say globally. When I say globally, it's to tell you the destiny of all things. Right? It's the destiny of all things. And the destiny of all things, in a way, is tied to you. Right? So the destiny of all things is not, is not, the destiny of all things is not far removed from what we are doing right now. Right? Because we are not just hearing word. Right? We're not just here gathering together, hearing word and then going. And then we just feel good about it because, oh wow, the word came sweet today, awesome. And there's some days that doesn't feel like that, you know, we still go about our day. But it's much more than that. Right? There's, there's, there's that which the Lord is doing on the earth. And that which the Lord is doing on the earth is tied to what you are receiving now. Right? In the sense that so everything you are hearing now is coming from somewhere. Right? Be it, you know, you tune in to EGFM, Ottawa, Edmonton, um, Ondo, Eternal Life, all the places where the word of righteousness is being preached. 
right? It may seem like, okay, this is our new thing. This is, you know, we have the real thing. It's true. I mean, but the is beyond just that is what the Lord is doing. The question is, can you see what the Lord is doing? And I believe understanding this will give us a sense too concerning our journey, how, you, how we relate with one another, how we relate with the body as well. Right? And also have an understanding of why we have been positioned where we have been positioned. See, it's not strange that you are hearing word of righteousness and you are, in, you are in, in a church where they may not be preaching that because it is a, there's a season that the Lord has set for that to happen. Right? Because eventually it is what the Lord is doing for all nations. Have you ever thought about it? That what the Lord is doing is for all nations. And when we know that it's for all nations, does that, does that register in any way, shape, or form how it relates to you that you are hearing the word now? Right? There, there is a relationship between you that you are hearing it now and the nation. Right? Because there are times and seasons for everything. Right? Now, the season that we are currently in, right, is the season where the Lord is, is investing in his coming. How many of us know that you and I, as you are hearing the word now, you are a you are a you are a vessel of his coming. Right? You are what? You are a, a vessel of his coming. Meaning you have, a, you have an important, important part, an important role to play in the coming of the Lord. Right? If the Lord is going to come, when he says come, he's not just going to come to you alone. He will first of all come to you that you are hearing it. Before he comes for all nations to see him. There's a well, yeah, it must have been coming. Now, there's a sense I'm, I'm getting, right, of what the, the angel that saw Kenneth Egan, right, said to his mother. He said, it will help bring me the second time, right? So if he says we're going to help, it means that, in a way, what Daddy Egan was doing is tied to bringing the Lord. Right? But I don't know how tight it is to the global all nations, but one thing I know very well and it is clear is that that bringing him has a lot to do with what is happening now, which is him coming to you and me and everybody, everywhere in the body where the Lord or where somebody has found mercy to be receiving the Lord, the comings of, his, of the Lord. Right, there is a there is a link to that. So the Lord is going to come, and is going to come to you, and anybody that is hearing Him now. Anybody that is what that is hearing Him now. So 
is this giving us, I don't know, maybe, this is not to make us maybe pump or happy. And, the thing is, because, see, these things we are hearing is also a great responsibility, right? If you ask me, let me not forget my thought, because I'm about to tell a story. Let me not forget. So I'm talking about, okay. So the thought, before I branch, let me establish that I, I remember. So the thought is about what the Lord is bringing to you. I mean, you come to you, you, you or let me put this, you come to a company first before it comes to the nations, right? That's the sense I'm trying to explain. And of course, I can tell you and I that you and I are privileged to be receiving some coming now because that coming is not everywhere. And it's very easy to tell that. Why? Because the moment you start talking about faith of the son, let's not even talk too much about it, just faith of the son, right? The first thing they'll tell you, what is that? Faith is faith. What is the faith of the son? What's that? What? Now, and you saying faith of the son, there's a way that rings a bell to your salvation. And that faith of the son you are saying is not to be to feel pumped. It's not to feel no, it's just the so it's not it's not heresy in any way, right? That does not that does not profit, right? But is a is a, is a sign of a, a great hope inside of you concerning what the Lord has for the destination of man, right? It's like you secretly discovered where the end of all things will be. And you are beginning to go after it. But there are many that have not discovered any of that, right? It is a great privilege and it's a great responsibility. Why? Because with, with to whom much is given, much is expected, right? Mm -hmm. So, there's a comment that the Lord will come to first, right? And then the, the example I wanted to give is, I don't think, when, if you ask me 10 years ago or five years ago, right, when you think about what of righteousness, I think about preaching, where, 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 was what the Lord doing globally anything in your mind? No. Maybe there's a little sense of it, but all I know is that I'm hearing a word and I know that it's food for my soul. And I know that it's taking me somewhere. And what it's taking me is inside God. And I'm happy to go there. Right? But I've not thought about how that relates to the nations. Right? Or how that relates to the body. Or how that relates to anything else on earth. Right? Of course, we know don't be kind of... But see... Nothing. And it's, just, it's just a realization that nothing is actually was it, nothing is actually going to that word going to just exist without. Okay, I don't have the word, but what this concept I'm trying to explain is that everything, everything has an end, right? And the coming of the Lord is real, right? And it's coming, it's going to wrap up ages. Right? And when that happens, every single thing that feels real now is going to mean nothing. Right? It's going to mean nothing. Whatever we are doing that has to do with this act, right? And 
the gain that our soul might have discovered somehow on certain things we are doing here, all of those will mean nothing. Right? What will really matter is the, the world, right, that they are bringing into you. Right? That world, of course, is the world uh, to come. Right? You know, they are bringing that world into you and me now. As many as we hear, they are bringing that word into you. And they, it's like they, they, want, they want to change our world, where the, rea the reality of our world is a world we need to live from. You can live from the reality of that world and still be here and you still do things, which is okay. But inside your soul, there won't be any tie to anything. You just know, for example, if you are making money, you just know that it's, for, it's a temporary thing. It's for here, right? So that you will temporarily just survive here. Right? If Jesus tarries, right, okay, to be okay to sustain. <laughs> but if Jesus, does, if Jesus comes tomorrow now, all of those will be wrapped up. And one thing I'm just be, I begin to realize, you know, there's a statement that Dr. Jeff will say and pastors will say, right, concerning generations, right? See, this thing, I won't, I won't be surprised if the Lord has visited generations before. But didn't take it. Right? But one thing we know for sure is that when you read the Bible, all these things that we are hearing now is here. What does that mean? It means that there was a time, everlasting life, eternal life, Christ, Christ's light was not anything strange. Because they used it to write the Bible. Right? Paul, Peter, Jude, even John, they all were raised to write. And, what, and they are not writing as if they are just prophesying. No, you know their writing is different from the way the, the prophets were. If you go to the Isaiah, Jeremiah, and all those things, although there's a tie, but the manner of writing is different. You can tell that the prophets, they were prophesying of what is to come. Right? Although, the, although the word of God is ever living, even when that one has come, is there? Okay, okay, it's there. It can it's, it can still be valid. You get because till today we are still using it, right? Mm -hmm. So the word of God is ever living. The prophet prophesied it, but you can tell that there's a sense that it has not yet arrived. But when Jesus came, and those things, the apostles came, right? They now began to write things. And you now know that if you, if you follow the, the epistle, you can tell that act is different. Right? Act of apostle. See, see the event of things. The event of the church. You see Paul in act too. Came to Ephesus baptized. They now move away further. Now start looking at, okay, Matthew, like my big are gospel, right? Start looking at the epistles. Romans, Corinthians, right? Galatians, Ephesians. Realize that the manner of conversation has actually changed. It's not the same as it was in Act, right? Yeah. What that simply means is that the church have progressed. 
the church have grown. And you can tell by the time John was writing Revelations, there was so much, there was so much life at that time. John said, I am thy fellow brethren in tribulation and in, in the kingdom, right? And in the patience. Uh, uh. What kind of statement is that? Right? I, John, who am your brethren in tribulation and the patience of Jesus. What kind of a statement is that? Right? Can you find such a statement on earth today? Yeah? You know, uh, maybe, maybe we talk and joke and jest about it, right? But, just, but if, you, if you have people, although they wrap up writing, they finish writing Bible, right? But just look at men today. How many people sound like Bible? The way Bible is talking. Honestly, that sense is not too far from what has happened to us. Right? I can tell you that if everybody grew into all these things we are hearing, we all would be sounding like Bible. And there won't be anybody because, okay, the reason why we'll be sounding like Bible is because we'll come into the same sense that wrote it. Imagine somebody grew and is like Peter. Right? Just like Peter. Don't you think that there will be some the manner? The <laughs> because what we are going is the same. It's not different. It's one God. It's, it's not different. So, we might talk differently. We might have different mannerisms. But the, the manner will be the same. The manner of life will be the same. It's, it's the <laughs> so, what I'm saying is that the, the church has grown before. So, this thing was something that were real to a company, a generation. But we know that Satan fought the, the church, right? He fought and fought and fought. Up until today, remember when we were born, what we have is totally different. Totally different from even what men 100 years before us had. 50 years before us. Totally different. Imagine, imagine Imagine the sense that, I don't know why I'm talking like this, but I just, I'll just flow, sorry. But I'll just say my just to give a sense of urgency concerning it. But let me just flow, right? There is, a, there is what we woke up to, right? And what we woke up to is very simple. Thank God that there is, Baptism as at that time, the baptism of the Holy Ghost at that time, right? But we woke up with a sense about doctrines of demons, right? And we know that that sense, right, is a low sense, as Paul said it in Corinthians, you are carried on to these dumb idols, right? So he's talking about dumb idols, a sense. So it means that the sense of Christianity has been greatly reduced, Right? So what you see in the woman, which is the church today, right? In that church is something that has been totally, totally, okay, maybe not say today because the Lord is restoring, right? But recently, I mean, most, most recently, right? What has, where, where, where the church has been moved down to is being, like we have been, we have, we have been almost removed from spirit. The, the church is almost carnal. 
almost. I won't say because I mean there are still giants, you know, warring against that beast. Because the what what Satan wants, right, is that the church becomes useless for God, right? That the church does not that the church cannot carry God's baby. That's what it, it wants to make the church barren. Yeah, it wants to make us wants to make the church barren so that it it does not have it doesn't have the ability to bring forth a child. Right? And we know that the bringing forth of a child is very essential to the wrapping to the to the destroying of Satan. To destroy Satan, they need to wrap up. Right? They need to bring forth the child. The man child writes Revelations 12. Right? I, I guess I'm Julie, I'm just gisting. I don't know why I'm talking about this. It's just you are just gisting. And time is it doesn't look like it has gone. Abby? This is quite interesting. So, anyways. The we help us so that we can quickly. I'm, I'm trusting that by by one one fifteen we should be done. I don't think I have much to say, honestly. But let's just go, right? Um, so the bringing forth of a child is very essential, right, to the wrapping up of the age to destroy Satan. Right, it's very clear that to judge Satan or to bring Satan to an end, right, it is clear that the church must bring forth a child. Right? Because there are many activities tied to the bringing forth of a child. Right? Because it is in bringing forth of a child. Okay, let's read Revelation 12. I don't know. I just, I'm, just talking, I'm just talking from, from inside. Right, and in a sense, I don't. I'm not saying that I. I, because again, to me, it's more like a, like a prophecy, right, concerning the times. And one thing is clear, that the Lord is, particular, about our raising. Right, the Lord is particular about our raising, and He wants us to, to understand, that all these things we are doing is not for. We are not just playing. If in any way, shape, or form, it has not sat as something real, right? Let it sit in our heart as this thing. This is this 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 is real. This is there's there's actually what the Lord is doing, right? Which is tied to the season on the earth, right? Okay, let me read Revelation 12. It says, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of 12 stars. And again, of course, these things I'm saying, right, uh, is, in, is in line to what the Lord has been saying recently, Right? And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. You see this woman, 
right, which appeared, who is a great wonder in the heavens. Right? I know there, there, were, there were times, right, that tongues have come and say wonder, the wonder, the wonder. Honestly, I'm st I've, I've still been trying to figure out, okay, Lord, what do you really mean about this wonder thing? Right? It's almost like it is now that I was able to get it. Right? Maybe when they were teaching about it, maybe I, my mind would, I don't know. I just didn't get it. But it made sense now because, you know, when you say wonder, the first thing you can be thinking of is you, you see the way we men, the way we configure wonder. But it's a scriptural language. Right? And I realized that there's actually a part in the scripture where they say, who are these? They say they are men wondered at. Right? Where is that? Where is that scripture? I think it was in Zechariah. Is it Zechariah? I'm not sure. Let me see if we can find it. Let's see. Uh, Amen. Okay, Zechariah. Let's read. Let me read it. Zechariah 3 8. Uh, I remember it was, there was a, all this Zechariah and Zechariah. Okay, it's Isaiah season. Let me see. Isaiah, Jeremiah, the Aya, Aya, Aya. So Zechariah, where are you? Ah, this Bible. Sorry. I'm getting used to it. It's a very soft, a very soft, soft page. So I have to be careful so it doesn't tear. So Zechariah 3, 3, 8, right? So, okay, but let me read from, from verse 7. Said the Lord of hosts, if thou will walk in my ways, if thou will keep my charge, then thou shalt also judge my house, and shalt also keep my courts, Right? And I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by. Right? Here now, O Joshua, the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit before thee, for they are men wandered at. But let's, let's look further from verse 2, actually. Well, let's look, let me read from 1, actually, because it's a vision in Saul, right? Or it was seen, Joshua was going through an experience. So we need to see those men they are talking about. It says, and he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuked thee, O Satan, even the Lord that had chosen Jerusalem rebuked thee. 
Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garment and stood before the angel and he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garment from him, and unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and will clothe thee with change of raiment. And I said, Let them set a fair matter upon his head. Right? So they set a fair matter upon his head and clothed him with garments. And the angel of the Lord stood by. And the angel of the Lord protested unto Joshua, saying, Thus said the Lord of hosts, If thou wilt walk in my ways, and if thou wilt keep my charge, then thou shalt also judge my house, and shalt also keep my court, and I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by. Amen. So among these that stand by, okay, uh, so the these that stand by, because ah, I didn't go through the, but we're we're seeing the thought, but in okay, so in Zechariah chapter one, right. Uh, the angel of the Lord came to Zechariah, right? Let me see if I can see. Because the beginning of the experience is in chapter 1. Begins in chapter 1. Say, upon the 4 and 20th hour now, okay, chapter 1, verse 7, let me read. Upon the 4 and 20th day of the 11th month, which is the month Sabbath, Sabbath, in the second year of Darius, came the word of the Lord unto Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, the son of Edo, the prophet, saying, I saw by night, and behold, a man riding upon a red horse, and he stood among the mitle tree that were in the bottom, and behind him were there red horses, speckled and white. Then said I, O oh my Lord, what are these? And the angel talked with me, on, and the angel that talked with me said unto me, I will show thee what this be. And the man that stood among the mitle trees answered and said, These are they whom the Lord had sent to walk to and fro through the earth. And they answered, An angel of the Lord said, that stood among the mitle tree and said, We have walked to and fro through the earth, and behold, all the earth seated still and is at rest. Then the angel of the Lord answered and said, O Lord of hosts, how long will thou not have mercy on Jerusalem, on the cities of Judah, against which thou hast had indignation these three score and ten years. And the Lord answered the angel and talked with me with good words and comfortable words. So the angel that commune with me said unto me, Cry thou, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I am jealous for Jerusalem. Okay, they began to prophesy, right? Uh, then chapter 2, he saw a man, right? Sorry. Behold a man with a measuring line in his hand, right? That was measuring and he and said, ah, sorry, it's like the moment you start reading Bible, time begins to, to move faster. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Then I said, then said I, whither goest thou? And he said unto me, to measure Jerusalem, to see what is the bread thereof and what is the land thereof. And behold, the angel that talked with me went forth, and another angel went out to meet with him and said unto him, 
him, Run, speak to this young man, saying, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls, for the multitude of men and cattle therein. For I, for I saith the Lord, will be unto her a wall of fire round about, and will be the glory in the midst of her. Right? Oh, ho, oh, oh, ho, come forth and flee from the land of the north. Saith the Lord, for I have spread, I mean, see, all these things they are saying, they are talking about the, dest- the, the, the destiny of Jerusalem. Right? And see this statement they made, it's the long read. So I said, let me quickly move forward, because if I finish reading everything now. So the sense I wanted to give us is that the vision, right, started in chapter 1. Then we saw men, angels, right? Then in chapter 3, but let me read this one anyways. Let me explain here. In this chapter 2, they started talking about the destiny, right, of the destiny of Jerusalem, right? Said said there will not be a wall around about, for I will be the wall thereof. Now, what is this giving us a sense of? Because if the Lord is the wall, right, then it has to, there, there is a real place. There is the new Jerusalem with the Lord is the wall. Because the material that they used to build those walls is from him. Right? So the new Jerusalem, you see the walls and then gates and then 12 others, right? Not to kill us with... Oh, what are we saying? No, just to make it a little simple, right? I'm just saying that this thing is tied to the destiny of Jerusalem, right? But who, who is Jerusalem? Right? Jerusalem is, is the Lord's building, right? If I can use that word, it's the Lord's building. The reason why the Lord is teaching you about righteousness, about faith, about eternal everlasting life is because of this building. Right? It's not because of anything else. It's because of this building. So we're not just gathering, sitting down, talking about cliche things. Oh, this, this literally is the destiny of all men. So if it's the destiny of all men, then, then what should we go for? It's our destiny. It's our destiny. So there's nothing, there's no, there's no, okay, um, this is just, well, this is just a sect of people, maybe we're just, we just like talking, okay, you, you are the, oh, well, I like what you are saying, okay, this, this sounds different, it's new, it's not, it's not just all that. This is literally what the Lord is doing. If we have, if we have the Lord in mind, you know, most of the time we don't think about the Lord, we just, Think about ourselves, our life, my car, my house, my, you know, that's just what we think. And when we think about the Lord, we are thinking of the Lord relating to that. But the Lord is totally separate from all that. And there is what he is doing. He is literally building a, a city which you and I will be a part of. If we give heed to hear him that speaketh from heaven. Right? Because heaven is where the materials are coming from. There's he that speaketh from heaven. Right? The, 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 where they, where they, they, they're not going to bring the material of earth to you. Do you know why? Because in the world to come, we have both the heaven and the earth. 
And in this, in this order that we have now, the present heaven and the earth, we know that the heaven has rule over the earth. Right? So, it says, um, for in the world to come, has it not put in subjection to the hand of the angels, right? What does that tell us? It tells us that this present earth, in a way, is in subjection to the hands of the angels. Even though the God has given it to the sons of men, the angels have still have a hand. Right? Although they can't just come and just make things happen without men. Right? That's what they, that's what they need to work with you and me. Are they not all ministry to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Right? So that's why they needed to work with men on earth. But they have the, the earth is in subjection to them. It means that they can influence it, right? They have the right to influence men, to get things done, to, to get programs. They, if, they, if they can't, right, it means that when they suggest, although they, the suggestion will still refuse them, but what I'm saying is that they won't be able to even influence you at all. But they can. There's, there's, a, there's a way the Lord has said it that heaven always rules over the earth. Anything in the heaven is a ruler. You now see how the Lord set it. The sun to rule the day. The moon to rule the night. They are for times and seasons. But they are kings. They are rulers. Right? So anything in the heaven is for to rule the earth. So in the world to come, they can't give you the, earth, the, 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 the material of the earth to come. If they give it to you, it will be substandard. You understand? So they need to give you heavenly material. Inside the heavenly material, there's provision for it. You understand? So inside the heavenly material, there's some strength there. Right, that if you come into some strength, you you may be able to move into the earth dimension of the world to come, because in the world to come, in the heaven of God, right, you have the earth dimension, you have the heaven dimension, right, because you now see what Jesus was saying in John three, right? Say, if uh, what did he say again? Ah, quote it exactly like he said it. So if I tell you earthly things. If I tell you earthly things and you believe not, right? How can I now tell you heavenly? Will you believe it? So that's to tell you that where Jesus is coming from, he has the provision for both earthly and heavenly. But where he is speaking from is the heaven. So Jesus is speaking from the heaven. But it has the provision of earthly material and heavenly material. Right? So, for with speaking from heaven, it can give you, it can supply you growth. So, for the world to come, which the first part anybody will come into is the earth of it. From the earth of it, you can then move into the heavens of it, right? The same way 
the Lord set Adam. No Adam was on the earth. But we all know that Adam's destination is not earthly. Adam's destination is the heavens. Right? So, even Jesus, when he was coming, he didn't stay in the heaven and save men. He came down, partook of the earthly body, did everything needed by the earthly, by the earth eighty, Adam. They moved from being at eighty to being the Lord from heaven. Right? So what I'm trying to explain is that you have the, the it's almost like the standard is from earth to heaven is the standard. So whatever you have an heaven, you must have the earth. Because the earth is the preparation for the heavens. So Again, if you are wondering, why did, why, are they, why did they throw you and I on the earth? Why is God always sending spirit to the earth? Right? Because the moment Adam sinned, why didn't God just shut off? Ah, you know what? You have sinned. Oh, if it's just you and Eve, no children, let's end the age in there. Or let me try and grow you as like this. Let's not. Because they, they still, they still were living very long, Abby. They still could learn a lot. So God didn't just shut their womb, right? Because the earth is for preparation. So the Lord keeps sending spirits to the earth, right? Praise the Lord. The Lord keeps sending what? Spirit to the earth for a preparation, right? He's sending spirit to the earth for to prepare men, for to prepare souls, and God is not tired of doing that. Why? Because he's looking for generations. Those that would come into the fulfillment of prophecy. These are the generation that seek thy face. That seek thy face, O Jacob. Right? There are generations. So, every... But, okay, that's, that's, where, I'm, that's where I actually ended here. Right? Talking about generations, right? So there are generations that the Lord is looking for. So the Lord is not tired of sending spirit to the earth. But God is looking for, okay, who are those that would finally fulfill my desire? Right? Who are those? So it's not just about your earthly life. It's not just about all the best of life you want on this earth. It's not about that. It's not about how can I be most, is it most better, most, how can I be most fulfilled on earth? Change, change your, change your, your inward configuration about spiritual things, about the things of God. Change it. Change the program, how it is wired inside of you. Right? Right? Now, this thing I'm saying that seems simple. It seems like oh, it's just changing the program. But see, see, if you know how long it took me to get to a point where my inside configuration is, is disconnected from 
earthly how do I put glories, all those things. Right? I see I'm mean, not, not that okay, maybe you can be tempted. Yeah, mm-hmm, I get it. But I'm saying you know, there's there is an inward configuration inside that when I'm thinking about God, I'm th- not thinking about him religiously. I'm not thinking about him based on my need. I'm not thinking about him based on just what I want to do. I'm thinking about him regarding, okay, you have an end for me. This end is in you. Okay, and this end is still about you. How do we get this done? Right. And each time, okay, so this thing I said simply here is, is is what informs how I talk with people. It's what informs how I relate with people. It's what, inf- because I then began to see, because before there's a way you can separate spiritual life and other things, like work, school, um, you know, having friends and all those things. Or there's a way you can be totally disconnected from spiritual things, or disconnected from marrying the two, spiritual things, and our earthly life. It's, it's, it's when I got a sense fully, it was now clear that, wait, oh, as I'm sitting right now like this, talking with everybody, okay, let's just say during meeting, maybe after, as I'm, sitting, as I'm maybe just talking with everybody, that, has, that is playing a role in me, in coming into the, what the Lord has designed. That's a role to pray, play, right? Why? Which is why when you maybe talk somehow, you feel bad. Yeah. Right? And when you not feel somehow, it's not feeling somehow about my own pride. You know, when you feel somehow, you can still be prideful. Whereby, I, I should have. I should have. I, I, me, I'm at this age now. But well, I'm at this day. Sorry, who are you? <laughs> that's not the thing. It's like we lose sense of that. And that's where most, most wahala, not most, maybe I don't know. Is it most? A lot of wahala flows from Russia, that's what I know. It's, no. The standard is what the Lord has set, not you. The Lord set that standard. So when something happens, is the is the point of meekness. What you realize, ah, the Lord needs to have mercy on me here. It's not the time to start. I should have. I should have. Sorry. Anyways, I'm talking about the building of Jerusalem, right? But all this thing is still tied to it, right? So they will give you, they will give you heavenly things, right, to build you. They'll give you heavenly things to build you. Right? So that's where the Lord is coming from. So that's, that's I, you now realize that almost everything that the Lord talks about him has to come from heaven. Right? It's like Bible is the kryptonite of time. Bible is the kryptonite of time. But let me not be feeling too, but let me just read the Bible as it is. Are we blessed? Because sorry, sorry, I feel like I'm gisting, so... Are we blessed? So I'm saying, blessing our life. It's not, it's not a, it's not a, what's it called? Discouraging us. It's blessing our life. 
Okay. So, let's go. So, let's read um, Zechariah, right? So, we read Zechariah chapter... I was reading chapter 2, verse... Verse 4. So God said unto him, Run, speak to this young man, saying, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls, for the multitude of men and cattle therein. For I, said the Lord, will be unto her a wall of fire round about and will be the glory in the midst of her. <clears throat> right? So, and I was saying that they're talking about the destiny of Jerusalem. Right? And then in Revelations 21, let's read it. It's almost impossible to talk, 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 to talk about the destination of men without landing in this revelation. Eh? So he says in uh, chapter 21, verse 1, says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Right? For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Right? And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven. You see? I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven. You see, that it has, you see what I'm talking about? It's coming from God out of heaven. Because that's where God is. God is in heaven. Right? Say, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. So Jerusalem, right, is a bride adorned for her husband. That's Jerusalem. Which you and I must be part of. See this Jerusalem, what makes up this city? Amen. That's what that's men that have grown. Sorry? Uh, Revelation 21, verse 2. Right? And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. So Jerusalem is a bride, is a city, is the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God. Out of heaven. See, everything has to come from heaven. All the blessings. You now realize that you have blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Right? Which is why we must hear Christ. Amen. But let me move further. It says that, and I heard a great voice, verse 3, out of heaven, saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and I will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. Right? And God shall wipe away all tears, and there shall be no more dead. Now, is this thing sounding like what we just read in Zechariah? Right? Where the Lord himself will be the fire round about the city. Right? And of course, a fire is also a light. Right? So it will be the light round about the city. Right? And it will be the wall. Of fire round right about and will be the glory in the midst of her. So that's the destiny, right, of Jerusalem. Meaning that if we are going to be part of Jerusalem, or part of the Lord's bride, you know, you know the Lord wants to prepare us as a bride. So when he's preparing us as a bride, 
right? There's a bridal company. Right? There's a bridal company coming out of heaven. And sorry, I, I don't know, I don't know, even if you correct me if I'm wrong, please. Eh? There's this sense, there's something I'm seeing in this. Because if it says prepared, adorned as a bride coming out of heaven, the new Jerusalem, and we know there's a new heaven and a new earth. We know that there will be men on the earth. We know that there are men in the new Jerusalem, in the new heaven, right? That will tell us that it's not everybody that will be part of the bride, right? A some will be part, some will not. Because those that are living on the new earth can't be part. Why? Because they can't come from heaven. They can't come down from heaven. Because it's only heaven that can come down to earth. Earth can't come down to earth. Earth is already down. The only thing earth can do is to go up. And it is who have gone up, right, that can freely just come down, go come down, right? I'm just in that sense of down, right? So it is now clear that those that will be part of this brother company must be a great wonder, right? So, but the reason why I came into Zechariah is they were telling Zechariah that, see, those, they were, they were men who pretty much talking about angels, but in a way, I'm just talking about the sense that those men come with, right? They come with a sense of I can use the word, they come with a sense of heavenly frame. Right? Because things that you can wonder at has to be up. Right? So they come, because you know, these, these, these beings, they are framed with heaven. So they are not just earthly, they are not stone and they are, they are heavenly frames. They are made up of heavens. Right? And where wonders appear is in the heaven. Right? So where wonders appear is in the heaven. Because Revelation 12 tells us, and there appeared another wonder, right, in heaven. And I also want us to get a sense, because when I say heaven, right, it is easy to quickly start looking at a space. So there is, of, of course, there is the heaven, right, that we can't see now, right? And in the world to come, there will also be a heaven and a new earth, right? But those are spiritual realities. And those spiritual realities are also realities in our soul, right? Such that your soul has an heaven, Right? And there can be wonders appearing in your heaven. Right? So, when the, the, when the environment, when the, the, the building and the raising and the growth, right, are set it such that wonders appeared in your heaven. 
which you can then behold. Because the, re the reason for wonder appearing is so that you can look at, like we see in Zechariah, said they are men wondered at. Right? And of course, they are not telling us about a particular place. Of course, they start talking about court, and there shall be judges in his house. Say, you now Jerusalem, the high priest, the thou and the fellow that sit before thee. You see? One thing that we see particular to Zechariah here is that they were dealing with his iniquity. Then they wore him a garment. Right? And this garment that they wore him is the garment you need in the most holy. And all that the high priest was. So say, say, here now, Joshua, jo, or Joshua, the high priest. Meaning that later, you see, they say, take off the garment, put it on him, the material, right? So those are the things they wear. They wear a, a high priest. And the garment that they put upon him so he can function, right? In the most holy. Because that is where, right, you can begin to see wonders. That, those are the Areas where wonders are, are taken from. You get. So then I say, high priest, though, you are in the high priest. You, are in the mo you, are, you, ha you have access to the most holy. And those that, those that sit before thee, right? Those that your company is in there, for they are men wondered at. Amen. What I want to bring out here simply is that wonder here, right, is talking about, is, is really summary, is. There's a, there's a growth, right? Or there is, there is a building that generates wonder, right? So in this Revelation 12, they're telling us that there, there, is, there, appeared a not a, so there appeared a great wonder in heaven, right? Then a woman, right, clothed with the sun and the moon, under her feet. Right? The, man, the woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet. So they're talking about the powers of the heavens, right? Sun, moon, and then stars, crown of 12 stars, right? So he, her, being with child, cried, traveling in birth, right? So that woman is the church, right? She would carry the baby. And that baby is a company. And those babies, they were inside the womb. And we know that that is, the, the woman is the church. The baby, is, the baby inside is a company. But it's not everybody that is in the church. So within the church, the Lord is making a provision for a child to develop. And that child is a company of men that will grow. And their growth is tied to the wonder that appeared. Right? Because as, those ch as the child in the womb was growing, I know that the child is not one person. Like it's a company. <laughs> so within the church that the Lord will begin to raise, grow, begin to give his life to, that his life flow will begin to flow from him to them, right? So this child, as it has been developed, right, then you begin to see powers in the heaven being shaped 
the sun will appear, the moon will appear, the crown will appear. Right? And of course, at the time she appeared, she's about to deliver. And it means that she's been there for nine months. Right? We're just, we just seeing it. She's just appearing. Right? So meaning that while the baby was being developed before things have been happening around her, a sun began to come up, a moon began to shine, a stars begin to form, constellations around her, right? And then she's about to deliver. Right? And we know that all these things that is happening, right, is the Lord that is doing it, right? By raising a company. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are we blessed? And what I'm saying earlier, right, is that see all these things happening. I want us to see that it is important to what you are hearing. It's not, it's not, it's not maybe exhorting anything. It's just, it's just the truth in the sense that the child developing in the womb, right, is the Lord's doing. Right? Meaning that the Lord was feeding and raising the child while the child was, or what, is the God, is God, you know, everybody knows that even though the mother eats, right, you know, it's God that formed baby. It's God that, it's God, how, how, how a baby develops in the womb, we don't know. All we know is that at a certain time, the baby has gone to this. A certain time, the baby has grown to this. Now the baby can do this, can do that. Okay. What you can tell is when all the bones, right? Okay, what about that time? That time that the baby is a mustard seed. Sorry, less than a mustard seed. Right? Because the egg that was fertilized is less than a mustard seed. And now that egg increased, right, implanted itself in the womb, formed a spine, then the spine, everything has begun to attach, there's a, there's a head and a spine, right, then everything has begun, legs begin to form, and then after everything has been formed, there's a point in time, the Lord send, we don't know at one point, but there's a point, the Lord send his, his spirit into the womb, right, you know, the egg, does not have spirit. The egg does not have soul. It's just, a, it's just a carcass, right? So the Lord will send a spirit into the body, and then the child wakes up. He that has the power to do that, know that definitely is the one that is taking care of the baby. In the, is the one that is developing the baby. So maybe you have a science that can explain it, but what I know is that God has God has done something to develop babies in the womb. So a baby in the womb is God's responsibility, right? So a company also, the Lord is developing, right? Is inside the womb of the church, right? So, so don't be too shocked that maybe you are hearing what the just said and you are in a church, maybe they're not preaching it. 
is just there. It's just, it's, just, it's just part of what will happen. Right? For a season, right? After the child has developed, been delivered, right? There's not going to be a season where everything that those, those, everything that the, the man child company, that child, like I said, when I say a child, it's quickly easy to see one child. Is, is, a, is a company of people, right? When they have been developed, they, their development is tied to the coming of the Lord because they, they, will, they will be the medium with which the Lord would come, right? They, they, will be, they will serve as a medium. Right. Okay. You have a question? Hmm? Okay. Okay, say me that it is plenty. It's inside the womb that... Comes. Uh, okay, that's the. <laughs> so. Okay, so it's, 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 and I guess maybe the sense that it may seem like it's forever, right? Because right now, you don't see a lot of things happening globally in the church, right? In the sense that everybody is just going after righteousness. What most people are concerned about is their daily need. Right? And the truth of the matter is that pastors know. And the pastors know that what can we do? So pastors are just managing people. Right? And the reason is, is because most people don't love God. But everybody ought to love God. It's no, it's not, it's not pastor's responsibility to get you to love God. Their work is to watch over your souls. Right? So that they might do it with thanks. Is it Thanksgiving that Paul was telling Timothy? Right? Yeah. Pretty much saying, don't give pastors problems. So, so that they can do it well, right? But the thing is, the, it's not easy to, unless God has helped you to move to be part of the company in the womb, receiving the build development, right? It will be difficult for a pastor to be talking about things pertaining to righteousness. I mean, we can talk about things pertaining to development when it comes to the life of God, right? Because they can talk about many things. As long as it's not with the light of the actual life of God, if it's, if it's with the light of the covering cast or Satan. There are many things. You know, inside, inside the covering cast light, we preach prosperity, preach exploit. But we don't know that it is Satan's covering that is giving us the sense. Right? But you can still preach exploit with God's sense, which is different. It's a different. It's a different arrangement. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So what, I, what am I saying? I'm saying that 
this child that the Lord brought, that the Lord is going to raise, once the child is delivered, right, the child will serve as a, the child is a medium with which the Lord will come. So there's a season for those that will be inside the womb. It's not everybody. But once the child is delivered, it's now the time for all nations. When I say for all nations, including the church as a whole, right? Now realize that the church is being said, the Lord is, there's a, there's a need for the church. The need for the church is to be, the church is he or she, she that will bring forth the man child. That, that, if you are looking for the, the church is going to do that. But of course the Lord is not going to throw the, the church away. Right? Because it is clear the child that the church gave birth to is caught up to heaven, to the throne. Right? But the church in herself was taken into the wilderness to be fed. To make her up to par. Right? With what the standard is. They need to feed her. Because she needs to be made strong. The child is already strong because the child can deal with Satan. Right? The child, Satan couldn't touch the man-child. Right? The, child, the moment the child was delivered, it was cut up. I mean, cut up, it was, it's like raptured. It's like, that reminds me of movie. That we watch that one of the third and you disappear pinion. Ah, I don't know. I think it was it was one of those uh, wooden days, I don't know. Drama, Yoruba drama that they used to like to disappear. There's that sound. Pion. <laughs> when they want to disappear. Ah! Where have you gone? I just, I just see that movie in my head. <laughs> but almost like that, the child was was caught up. And then, ah, Satan was rot. Then Satan is not going to go for the remnant. Right? That's what they said. In the verse, uh, verse 7, there was, ah, I think that verse 7 is very important. So, and the woman, verse 6, and the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared of God that the, they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. And there was war in heaven. Also, you know, there's war in our heaven. No? There's war. And they mentioned Micah, right? And there was war in heaven. And one of the things you see, right, is that it is more evident that there's war in heaven this day than it has ever been before. Imagine the Nigerian situation, that vote thing. You know, it seemed like it was just a Nigerian problem. But it's not. It's actually a global issue. Why? Because it's, it's, just, it's, it's talking about contention in the heavens. All of a sudden, a whole nation is, is, is trying to awake to righteousness. Right? Because that's, that's what we were, Nigeria was asking for. It's a righteous, they're looking for a righteous uh, ruler. It's like they are awakening, and, and their awakeness wanted them to act, we must vote, but Satan, you know. But it's not really about Nigeria. Although, yeah, Nigeria has a, an important role to play in the destiny of the nations, right? But it's not just about Nigeria. 
It's about the whole world. It's about what is happening in the heavens of men. Right? And you have, you have, um, you have a, uh, what's this? Um, you have, you have, um, <laughs> okay, I think what I'm trying to say is that you have, if, if you, I don't know, I don't know how many of us uh, paid attention, right, to, during the time of the election, almost everybody was prophesying about Nigeria, right? Not just people in Nigeria only, people from different nations all around the globe, the Lord was talking to them about the election in Nigeria. So, if we are not too wise, we might think that to God the election is just so important. The Lord is just using the election to talk about something important in the spirit. And of course, the Lord doesn't just do things anyhow, right? They are all statements being made by the Lord. So if every nation, prophets, people from different places, they begin to prophesy, right? That's to tell you and me that this thing is not just about Nigeria. It's about the world. It's about men, generally. Why? Because every, almost everywhere in U.S., India, uh, different places, prophecy was just coming. So it's clear it's more about what is happening, war happening in the heavens, right? And it's almost like the Lord was just making a statement that everybody in the world is picking. It's like a statement. So look, the Lord said concerning, 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 yeah? Some, some set of people even decide to form a, a body that speak concerning the, the prophetic space in Nigeria. There's a, there's a company that was formed, right? And then they will be giving prophetic insight about what the Lord is saying. If we all get too, too busy, you can just focus on Nigeria and miss what the Lord is doing in the spirit. I'm not saying Nigeria is less important and just that okay from that what's the sense that the Lord is giving us right is that see oh, there's a time coming for see what the Lord is doing there's a time coming that the whole nation will be a partaker of it in short what he's doing is for nations just that there has to be a company that will come first right that will now make the provision for the coming to the nations, right? It's like a system in the air that would make, that would allow reach to nations, right? So it's, it's, like, a, it's like an heavenly preparation to, to allow God to reach nations. Because that's the time then when I say you commit with the cloud and all, all what? All I shall see. That's what Revelation 1 said, right? It said, Behold, the comet with cloud, verse 7, Revelation 1, 7, and every eye shall see him, right? And they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth, right? You see, all eyes, all kindreds, right? So they're using nation language right, to talk about What's going to happen? So when it comes, it comes with clouds, right? So it's coming 
is in the cloud, right? Mm -hmm. And we are seeing that the Lord is making provision today. I think I'm rounding up now. Like I said, I said one. Adi. Aha, it's like I have, I've tried. So, the test 130 we are done, but I don't think we get to 130. I think, I think I'm rounding up. I don't think I have anything else to say. But we see. So the Lord is just, um, I guess, it's more about admonition to, to let us see, right, that what the Lord is doing, let's not just trivialize, trivialize it, right, in our heart. And just, the, what's that word? You know, it's easy to assume, right, and just make it about just what we are doing, right? And not make it about what the Lord is doing. Right? So the Lord did not inspire so to just start a meeting like this just for the sake of making them feel good. No. Right? If it's about feeling good, do we even need to meet? Might as well just go and buy a okay, what's that thing? You can buy different kind of wines, right? And become like the Corinthians. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just about feeling good now. I can just keep buying wine and get get drunk, right? Feel good. The wine will wear out. Buy another one, right? Or do we need to come down and then belabor ourselves in word? In uh, who want to preach safe? Get what I'm saying? Uh, I do need to preach. Just, just enjoy your life, right? If, you, if it's about feeling good, but as well, go and take like five different jobs and start making more money, right? So we see that what the Lord is doing is not, it's not really about making us feel good about ourselves or making us feel uh, like maybe we are on top of the world or we are, we are the in thing. No, it's about what the Lord is doing. And the sense that I, I think I'm hoping to, that by the, by the mercy of God we can get for what I'm saying is the importance of what the Lord is doing in us, right? And how it is important to not, to, so to give heed to what the Lord is doing. How it's important to, to see the Lord Right? And be willing to be made a vessel for his use. Right? And that vessel for his use is not for us to be used to, to preach or sing to people to get them to love God or, you know, make them feel comfortable in church, all those things. To make for his use. The use there is that I'm talking about is for you to be the use for his coming. Can you be the can you pay attention to yourself inwardly for to be used for his coming? Because it's his coming that will put an end to an age. It is. Everything around his coming, right? Is wrapping things up. Things are being wrapped up. 
each time, it, and, and, and uh, like I was saying, right, there's a, <laughs> I don't know, ah, there's like, there's a, there's a, I think it was a Dream Life campaign. I think there was something Pastor Tavatosi said, right, concerning the seasons and times as well. And I, see, there's something about season and time now. Just something he said concerning this season and time. But it's not, it's not, like I was saying, Pastor Jeff also mentioned too, about generations, right? In the sense that, see, every generation that refuses God, the Lord, the Lord is patient to wait for another generation. Right? If the Lord come, give himself to a generation, and the generation says, ah, let's just play with, with this. What's going to happen is that that will wrap up, right? And then a new generation will come. But there's something particular about what the Lord is trying to do that Satan hates, right? That is why Satan has been attacking the woman that is to carry the baby. Satan has been doing all it can to the church to make sure that, see, this company does not develop. That's what Satan has been doing. Why? Because, like I was, there's a sense I was saying earlier, I said, I'm discussing this reminding me of what Pastor Tosin said, right? In the sense that eternal life is not a strange, it's not a strange, it's not a strange life, right? It's not a strange life to, eternal life is not a strange life to the church. Right, the early church. It's not a strange life because you see John, all of them, they were already talking about this kind of thing. But there is a there is there is a wicked spirit that does not like men moving from everlasting life to eternal life. So each time we have you have a beast that fought the church, right? When they were in this season then degraded them, right? By the Iron Kingdom, you know, we're talking about dominions, there we have the Iron, uh, Iron Kingdom, right? The last one, right? Of course, Iron then turned to Earth, but that's mixed with clay, right? So we have that, right? But I'm not talking too much about all those ones, but just talking about there's a season that those, there's a beast that's been fighting the body, right? And that beast does not like men journey and becoming a company. So it's almost like the moment the church has grown to the point where this kind of th thing happens, it will begin to, f it's like that's the time it rises up. Just like we've heard that, you know, there are some sins we don't know until you get to everlasting life. And when you, when you land there, the different kind of things will just start to spring up. You'll be wondering, ah, ah, is this one even there? Now, it's because the light does not rise up until you get to that land. Say, ah, you are never last. Okay, let's start testing you. Why? Because he does not want men to become a company and to become a medium for the coming of the Lord. Why? Because the moment the Lord brings judgment to the nations, they are wrapping up the age. They are wrapping it up. Right? So if he takes, so what the Lord is, is, is just trying to get men See, all these years, right, all these years that the Lord is trying to restore, uh, 
Holy, Spirit, Holy Ghost, baptism, any church had it at me. There is no confusion, there are no confusion about whether you should speak in tongue or not. It was a normal thing. But when we lost many things, the Lord was not bringing it back. Small, small. See, the Lord has been, the Lord has been laboring on the woman. And there's a goal for that. The Lord is, the, the Lord is concerned for the woman. Right? But the Lord is looking much more for the fruit that's going to come out of the woman. The Lord is looking for that fruit. So, the sense I'm seeing here is that don't even think that the church will be, too, will be perfect. We know that the Lord has the church in mind. Right? Maybe you are angry that ah, they, they are not doing this. Don't wait to see. Don't expect that they will be, all of them will be perfect by the time the man child is born. Because it is clear she was not that strong because they need to still feed her. I'm not saying, but she's not weak. She's not entirely weak. Right? She's just weak to certain things. But she still has some power. Right? She still has some people she can wrestle with. Right? But the developing, but again, the development of the man child, right, is also to strengthen her. Because the man child within her kept her until she delivered. Then after she delivered, they quickly took her to the wilderness. Right? So you can see that the Lord is also caring for the but don't it's like maybe you don't get too angry. Just focus on what the Lord is doing in you. Right? Because there's this, there's there's seasons and times for everything. And what I, the sense I started from as I round up is that the season that we are in, right, is a season of great war in the heavens. Right? As we can see, it's a season of great war in the heavens. I can tell you clearly that Satan does not want all the, all the heavenly power that the, that the church needs to be fully formed. Right? And because you believe in God, you are also part of the church, right? Because you are, you can, you are also in the womb. Every war happening in the heaven will still trickle down. Right? So, which means that, see, this is not a season to play with. Okay, let me. I'm not trying to. When I say this is easy to play, <laughs> I feel like when I, when I say things like that, there's a zone we all just zoomed in that. And then there's, ah, oh, my life. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Right? Immediately, you just start looking at your life like, ah, oh, I'm going to calm down. Please, please, please. Right? It's, it's a time. I'm saying not to play. I'm talking about the, the seriousness, the commitment in our heart. To follow after righteousness, to follow after God, right? In the sense that I think I was saying something earlier about today. That you no, know, I, I was encouraging us, but I'm also seeing a sense there that so while it is called today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart, right? As it is said today, right? If you will hear his voice, it means that every day you have. Why it is called today? Do as much righteousness. She okay? Okay, okay. Do as much righteousness as much as you can. Foc and, and the thing is, focus on the strength of today. Right? 
in the sense that whatever I need to do today to be okay with the Lord, do that. Hmm? Don't be... You can't take care of tomorrow. Right? Tomorrow will take care of itself. It means that the moment you wake up, ah, it's a new day. Okay. For today, what, what, is, what, is, what are the things that... I mean, the thing the Lord, of course, is the Lord that will point it out, okay? So what, what should I focus on today? Okay, what the Lord has said, focus on that, right? But where I'm now coming from is more of this, the, 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 the determination to ensure that every day, right, is something that we put in view to work on, or the seriousness about the day. Because it's possible that today arise, things are happening. Just treat it trivially. Right? Don't treat it. Why? Because every single grace you receive to move up, you are, you, are, you are part of the company developing, moving the age to an end. And it does not matter whether you are in milk, meat, strong meat, just focus on fighting your battle. Right? Because you might not be like, ah, me, I'm still in Miko. When will I get to strong meat? Or, and they are talking about strong meat. Ah, this to me, I don't understand it. Do I, will I be able to fight? Yes, you can fight. Wherever you are. Right? And I think what I said earlier also is that the wisdom, right? You don't know the wisdom that the Lord will use to quickly finish the work in righteousness. They said the Lord will finish the work in righteousness, that work is a quick work. So while you are focusing on what the Lord is teaching you now, right, and you don't know the next one that is, okay, maybe you're like, ha, ah, we are just still talking about entrance, but they are talking about eternal life. What, what are, you just focus, see that entrance here, just keep, just keep growing. That doesn't mean that when you're hearing the eternal one until you close your ear, no, you listen. Because it, the thing is, there's the wisdom of how the Lord builds a house. There's a way he adds to it. We don't have it. We can't assume it. So that should not be our problem. Our own problem is just to keep focusing on what the Lord is doing. Right? Are we encouraged at all? Yes, sir. Right? And you see that, see, what I'm, I'm putting, it's like I'm putting some, hearing what word of righteousness is not by accident. It's not. It's not, by, it's not by accident. It's because the Lord have you in mind. It's because the Lord have you. It means that it's not, it's not, it's not a few cool thing. It's that the Lord have you in mind. And the Lord has proposed that, see, I'm giving you the opportunity to be part of my company that will prepare my coming. Will you allow me to use you? So it's a great privilege, which is why we should not play with it. That's why the sense of seriousness is coming. It's not. And trivialize it and be, be quick to throw it away. You know, that's one of the easiest things to do. It's easy to quickly throw it away. Maybe after you have followed for a while, it's easy to get tired and be like, it's the same thing they're going to say. It's Christ, Christ, Christ. That's one. That sense, eh? Me, I know that that sense, right? 
there's nobody that that sense will not fight. There's nobody. Me, I have fought my battle around that sense. I fought it a long time ago. Right? Because we just come to meeting, we do it. You no, know, fist, 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 flow. Eh? When I check it, it's still about me. See, there's something that just happens when you begin to have a different sense. Out of yourself, you just, okay, this is what the Lord is doing. Okay, maybe it is the Lord that is doing it. Why is, he, why is the Lord doing it? It's important to the Lord. All those kind of things. You know, those questions, we don't ask it. But when you now begin to see what the Lord is doing, like, ah, it makes sense. Ah, this is why I should. So it's not by accident that you are hearing a word of righteousness. A word of eternal life, a word of everlasting life. It's not, it's not an, by accident. It's, the, it's God's mercy. And God has you in mind. God is it's like God is looking for a generation. Yeah. And you know there's not everybody that likes it. Some they will hear what the writer like this. Some that their religion inside will not allow them to even go past the some some they will hear it, they can stay for a while. After a while they will disappear. Why? Because that thing, there's a there's a there's a tribulation around it. <laughs> and what do you once once you hear it, okay, maybe, maybe it even sound nice, okay, then you come around it. The moment you come around it, there's just a tribulation around that thing. That, and everybody will encounter that tribulation. You know why? Because by what tribulation will you, <laughs> will you enter the kingdom? It's just, it's just like that. Right? And those that fall away, you're not going to blame them. The Lord be with you. Why? It's easy for somebody to find a treasure and throw it away. Because they don't, they don't understand what they've discovered. Right? So thank God for what the Lord has given you. Right? Thank God for how the Lord is raising you. So it's not by accident. You should be parmisfema. You should be, you should be giving thanks to the Lord for where you are right now. Whichever, whichever stage, whichever level you are, is worth giving thanks to the Lord for. Because a lot, a lot has gone in the, in the heavens to get you to where you are today. Praise the Lord. Are we blessed? I think I'll just stop here. Can we just begin to bless the name of the Lord? Hope, I, I trust we are blessed so God would continue to speak to us. So let's not take lightly what the Lord is doing in us, what the Lord has been doing. Let's not throw it away quickly. Let's take it seriously. And I appreciate whatever this would mean to you. Just begin to pray. Let's just begin to thank the Lord for today. Father, we thank you. Mahata, Moshita, whatever the Lord is saying to you to, to, to take up whatever the Lord is saying to you to, to pick spiritually, seriously, concerning his life. Let us begin to respond to the Lord. Fahati mahali masiparinata ebradavania sakalia santabaliasta evrasimikaliata This thing that the Lord is saying is for to bring us up to him, to raise us, to increase us in life, is to, is to fulfill that which has been in his heart is, is, is to move the age to an end. Pani Mahalavas, Eprazata Vadi Moshita Palia Savana, Eprazata Pareba. Pray. And the Lord will give you grace, grace and strength to continue. That you will continue to the end. That you will not trivialize these things that the Lord is bringing the life, the word, the grace, the righteousness. Epranima Halavas, the Kalia Sedenia Sapali. Evra sikanamos epeliata endreze valika tasina makali vesederan epra tata tavede moshita imazata bani masekeli vatamat emprotovede keli satakanda 
Ebrazete, respond to the Lord. Just ask him. Ask him for, for grace. And, and give thanks to him for bringing you into his light, for making his rain to fall upon you. Thank him. Appreciate him. If we need to even dedicate our life afresh, we can dedicate and just thank God that we will, we will not waste his resources, his deposit upon us. Pray that the Lord would make you a vessel for his use, that you will fulfill the destiny of your vessel to be used for him. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word and your mercy. Thank you for that which you, you've said to us today. We thank you. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for that which you've said to bring us into the realization of the gift which you have given us. So be thou exalted in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, Mat, Halmiaf Inta, Elenat, El Mesofena, Ele Maravaha Hala Mesofede Karina, Ele Mahalavani Musevere Nemostavana, Ele Maravasite Kiliatavaya, Emprin, Mahalaverena, Ele Maharavasinda Kaliataban. Father, we pray. Past the caffeine, El Maya. We pray for release of grace. Amen. For to continue in well doing. Amen. Lord, we pray, Lord, that the grace to dedicate our life to your will, you will supply in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for every heart, wherever we are desiring you more. Father, we pray for release of grace. Amen. Father, you know the secret of our heart. You know where we are longing for you. Father, wherever we are thirsting for you, you know. For each and every one, we pray, Father, that you will supply the rain of your spirit and your life in the name of Jesus. Father, we want you to quench the test of our heart. Yes, Lord, I know. I know that this prayer concerning this is, is for someone that I know for sure. I pray, Father, that wherever we are longing for you more, oh, the Lord has, has heard you. He has heard your cry. He has heard you concerning your desire for him. Oh, and he will bring grace. He will supply for to answer. That which you are looking for, the Lord would quench your test. Grace. Yeah, yes, he's telling me. He has, he has heard you. An answer has come. He has come to answer you. To answer your cry. To answer your prayers. Your prayers have been answered. Elimi halavata eleverena. For everyone longing for more of God. We pray, Father, release 
of life. Release of grace. Release of spirit for to quench tests. Lord, I pray that you would... I'm seeing elevation. I pray for every heart testing for to be elevated. Maybe you have been looking to grow. You have been praying. Answer has come to you. Grace to lift you up. In the name of Jesus. You will be lifted. You are being lifted in the spirit. The Lord is lifting you. Every of your struggle, spiritually, the Lord has come to answer you. Uplift. It's for growth. You will grow. I am Sufil Kal Mesefim Elma. The Lord will finish his work in you. Elevation. You, are, you, are, you will be elevated. You are being elevated. The Lord is lifting you up. Answer has come. You might have been praying for days, months, years. Concerning maybe one thing, different, different things. Maybe things may not be looking great, but the Lord is, has come to you. Answer has come. To move you up. To move you in. Into him more. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth.